The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. Hey, everybody, Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, and we're rolling along through the offseason of professional football, awaiting the start of what we hope is a normal training camp and NFL season. Good to have you alongside once again. We are brought to you by IGS Energy. Coming up tonight, we'll be joined by a new Bears outside linebacker, Travis Gibson, one of the three fifth-round picks for the Bears, the defensive and turned outside linebacker for the Bears out of Tulsa, so we'll be joining him uh, at about uh, 6.10, so that'll be a good conversation. Good-looking young player for the Bears added to their rotation up front. Good evening, Tom Thayer. How are you? Big Jeff, doing good. Excited to talk to Travis. I think he's an interesting candidate this year to kind of fill a Cole Komet role on defense because we're not necessarily asking you to be a finished product this early in your career. We're asking you to come in and be part of that pass rush rotation and then learn how to play the run along the process of all this. So, you know, Jeff, you got Cole Komet and what he's able to earn and get the evaluation to be a a first-round, second-round draft choice. When you look at a player like Travis that went to college and gained 60 pounds throughout his college time, Man, that's really interesting to me because there's a couple different ways that he's going to gain that weight. And he doesn't look like he's gained heavy chub weight. He's gained muscle strength, size that's led to speed. and led to speed. So that's what I'm looking for in this type of, uh, this type of weight gain. Yeah, chub weight's only for guys like me. Me, offensive yeah, no. linemen. Offensive <laughs> linemen, they, offensive linemen, interior defensive linemen, they can gain chub weight, and it can be an asset. Outside rushers, outside linebackers, doubt defensive rushers, they're not going to gain chub weight. Uh, I, I tell you, if you pop him on, and I know you were watching him today, I was as well, and he's just a, he's a finisher. You, you know, he may not be a finished product, as you say, but he's a finisher as a tackle, very aggressive, and we'll be looking forward to talk to him. Also, I want to hear how these rookie minicamp orientations went. Uh, it sounds like everything's going well. It's a different way to learn, different process. Um, and tomorrow, Matt Nagy is going to meet the media by way of Zoom, and we'll learn a little bit more how what he's seeing and what he's hearing. But I think it's a very different way to get to know your players, Tom, unlike these guys all being together in the weight room or these guys hanging out in the locker room, there's, there's a lot of good ways to investigate the process and try and get everybody to learn each other in this method. It, it's, it's very different. Yeah, I, I think they can do it with less pressure on them because, yeah, you're starting to learn your contemporaries by facial recognition throughout the whole meeting process. And then you're going to be challenged on these meetings through, by coaches making sure that, you in the corners paying attention. You in the third row and your Zoom meeting, you understand what we're saying here. And so those types of challenges are still there. And then when these guys finally get to go through these meetings and come into the same room, the same meeting room together, they're going to be familiar with each other. I think the, the angst of the initial meeting is going to be over because a lot of these guys will be familiar with each other by meeting them through meetings and you're also going to be able to get a judgment on their preparedness. Don't have yeah, a I mean, guy. I, have to, I don't have a guy that I have to ask him three times to pay attention, 
or three times to give me the right answer of the same material. Well, and I'm sure that's a part of the evaluation that they are able to conduct in these meetings to make sure guys, you know, it's like uh, it's like being in a classroom and somebody calls on somebody to answer a question, and you know, you and I didn't want to answer those questions, not in the hey, classroom you know anyway, educationally. You know, we all live that through the process of professional football, and it's kind of unique because whether you're in the business world or you're in the sports w- world, you're sitting in a room full a room full of your peers, and they're being asked the same questions and they have the same challenges. So, you know, you're kind of you know, rooting for the guy as as much as you're being, you know, getting prepared yourself. And that's, I got to say that there's got to be some similarities in in the world of business when they're under, you know, a pressure-filled meeting, um, whatever their business of choice is. Yeah, well, it's uh, definitely a different process, but, you know, there are no excuses. So everybody's on board. Everybody knows what's, what's got to be done here. And, you know, you're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear it, honestly, from the front office, you're not going to hear it from the coaching staff because you didn't hear it a year ago. They they don't they don't they don't do that. They're about solutions. Right. Well, I, you know, one thing about it because the times are so unique and the circumstances in which they're working, they're not going to make it easier on anybody. They're going to try to challenge these guys. They're going to see what types of you know mental preparation challenges that can we put in front of you in a group atmosphere that's going to put similar pressures on you on the live practice field or in game scenarios. And that's what it's about. It's, you know, coaches are there to teach you, but they're also there to challenge you. And then they do get some, a little bit better understanding how you're going to deal with instant decisions you have to make in pressure-packed situations. Tom, have you had a chance to sit here and uh, ID the roster a little bit, the depth chart, and just, you know, obviously it's it's guesses right now on who's where behind the starters, but what is going to unfold when they do get on the field? Because I, I think there's a uh-huh. lot of good competition set up here. Gosh, Jeff, I mean. A lot. Quarter in corner. Quarterback, cornerback. If you look at two of the most important positions on each side of the ball, you're talking about competition at those two positions specifically that you can talk about all off season. They have the candidates there for the cornerback position to kind of figure out who's going to, you know, the cream rises to the top. And then every Bears fan, every coach, every player in that building, they want to get a better understanding of this quarterback competition. So when you look at this roster, yeah, I, I could sit there right now and probably go to a training camp roster and, and you get a high percentage of the guys that you think will be on the roster in the long run. But I think when you look at starting competition at key positions, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it works itself out. And how about your O-line? Um, you know, there. You know, you're talking about, first of all, the philosophical – teaching and coaching of a new offensive line coach and when you have some guys like Bobby Massey Charles Leno Jr. that they've been around for a few years now they may have to change some things about themselves in order to get the job done in accordance to what Juan Castile wants to and then when you talk about the podium visit by Matt Nagy at the beginning of the offseason and he says he wants the offensive line to have a more physical of a reputation that's going to be a great challenge right there because I think guys like Cody are up to that challenge. I think James is up to that challenge. So I think the rest of these guys, it's going to be, okay, if you're in a new position, how do you fit in? If this is a new team for you, 
how do you feel about this system? And then about, you know, uh, about the Charles Leno and the Bobby Massey, two of the elder statements, they have to come off this year with a new coach and have a better season than they finished last year with. That's Tom Thayer. Jim Miller will be along as well from Sirius XM NFL Radio, moving the chains, the former Bears quarterback. And coming back, we'll be joined by fifth-round draft choice, Travis Gibson, Bears outside linebacker out of Tulsa. It's all coming up. Our producer tonight is Mike Chen, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, along with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, join the program now, as well as one of the Bears members of the seven-man draft class for 2020. He is outside linebacker Travis Gibson. Good to have you alongside uh, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, now a Chicago Bear. Uh, is that sounding familiar now to you, Travis? Is it? Does it sound good? Hello? Yeah, Travis, uh, how, how's it feel to be a Bear right now? You guys are already gotten through your rookie uh, minicamp, virtually anyway. Does it feel real now? Oh, yeah, it feels amazing, man. Uh, you know, I'm really anxious to get up there and get a feel for the environment and the amazing fans and just get ready to spend the next couple years of my life there in Chicago. Hey, Travis. Um, I was reading a little bit about you, and, they, and I was looking at the stats between your junior and senior year. But in between your junior and senior year, you went to the pass rush camp at Von Miller. What Did that help you a lot? Did it teach you something that you could take and, and use throughout your senior season and you'll use throughout your NFL career? Uh, most definitely. You know, that, um, that pass rush summit was truly a blessing from God just because it was some of the greatest pass rushes in the game currently that was obviously they're in attendance and um i learned so many things from watching film to new techniques and you know so many little things that i didn't really think of beforehand and that definitely helped me my senior year to nearly doubling my stats so i was really appreciative for that you know you you talk about doubling your stats but you almost doubled your size you gained 60 pounds throughout your college career you know, not how to uh, obviously had to be weight room, good diet, but how did you put the weight on incrementally to make you feel good as a football player and not too heavy along the journey? Um, it was really just making sure I ate the right foods and I obviously put the right liquids in my body. Um, you know, I was on protein shakes, milkshakes, uh, peanut butter jellies throughout the night, like just little stuff like that helped me gain weight. And then, obviously, putting on the weightlifting behind it obviously um, helped me transform my body. So that was a really long process. But, I mean, I knew it was something that I needed to do in order to be able to compete. Well, Travis, Jim Miller here. Welcome to Chicago, and congratulations. Obviously, a, a dream of yours to play in the National Football League and with, with a great organization. For, for you, I mean, how, how, how is this your, your approach? You know, I know you can't be with your teammates right now and all those things and all this virtual world and everybody's how everybody's conducting things, but how have you been able to, you know, to really transfer and make this transition to try and give yourself the best chance of success in the National Football League? Um, I would say, honestly, it's just, you know, being a sponge, taking in the right stuff from the right people that's already been a part of the league and just making sure – that, you know, their mistakes that they made, I try to avoid those myself. So it's really just being 
being open to the new environment, you know, getting to know the people that you're going to be around. Um, you know, Khalil Mack hit me up, asked me if I needed anything, that he was there for me, and little, just little stuff like that, you know, just getting a feel for everybody and being all eyes open. Standpoint in terms of, of learning that defense and, and to give your chance, uh, yourself the best chance of success, I know about all the weight you've gained and things like that to get stronger in this conversion. Uh, for you, how you've been able to to maintain that I- as well, you know, in terms of what's going to be expected at at the next level because you have grown so much. You're a lot like Roy Robertson Harris and all the way he's put on and has had a lot of success for the Chicago Bears. Man, it's really just staying in shape and making sure that my body is going to be ready. Um, now I don't really have to gain weight anymore. I'm at the weight that the Chicago Bears want me at and. It's really just about, you know, finding, fine-tuning my body up, you know, getting more cut up. And besides that, it's really just staying in shape, making sure I'm ready for when my name is called. So, I mean, I'm just taking it day by day, really just staying on top of my workouts, continuing to learn the playbook, and just overall anxious. Travis Gibson, our guest here on Bears All Access. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. This is... Uh, the score, Sports Radio 670, and this is Bears All Access. Uh, Travis, uh, you're a high-adrenaline player, relentless. That That's the name I just keep popping in my head when I watch your tape. Um, where does that come from? Is that something that you acquired over time, or have you always played the game that way? Um, I think I've always played the game that way. I think after realizing that I only had one Division One offer coming out of high school, that it sort of got worse. Like, I just felt like I had a lot to prove, and um, I think that sort of turned it up a notch for me. So, I mean, now that I'm at the NFL level and I'm working hard to stay here, it's just going to keep keep getting worse and worse. I'm going to keep becoming more determined. Hey, Travis, on your highlight tape, after you finish sacks or tackle for loss, I saw you give us this – little roll-in-the-dice kind of celebration. Then I saw one fish cast of a fishing celebration that Willie Young, that used to be here, used <laughs> yeah, to do Willie. all the time. What did you – What what is your post-sack tackle for loss celebration? You know, the one that I'm going to carry with me into the NFL, I think it's going to be the Thanos one. It's like where I dropped the last ring or last stone into my hand. I don't know if y'all caught that one or not, but right. I mean, I really just do the celebrations just for <laughs> just for fun, man. Just to keep the game fun, you know. Oh yeah, I love it. Mm. <laughs> well, Travis, what you know when you go through the draft process, and I'm sure all the coaches, uh, you know, across the league, you know, they're poking holes in your game, criticisms, maybe things you need to get better at. What specific things do you think you need? to work on and get better at? Or what has been a common question that coaches have asked you or GMs throughout the process? And now what the Bears are going to ask you to do to get better? Um, I think it's really my main thing is finding my flexibility. But a lot of coaches, in their opinion, think that I'm raw. So it's really just trying to take in techniques, learn new techniques, um, open up my pass rush, arsenal, obviously, and – really just become more flexible because if I do that, that'll overall make me a better football player. Travis Gibson out of Tulsa, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Jeff, Tom, and Jim. Um, I got a couple questions. Uh, One, I think you alluded to Batman. You're a big Batman fan, right? That's number one. 
And just so you oh, know, yeah. your teammate Roy Robertson Harris loves Star Wars. So you guys get together on that one. And then, so tell me about the Batman connection, and then tell us about your grandpa Tom because he's got NFL experience on his resume with the old Raiders of the Sevens. Man, um, as far as the whole Batman thing, you know, my dog's name is actually Bane, and that was actually my favorite movie, so I named my dog after the villain. So, I mean, I, I like Batman, and I like Bane, but if I had to choose one, um, I'm more I'm more of the Bane kind of guy just because I feel like, you know, he has a lot of people against him. And, I mean, I know he's trying to do bad stuff, but I just feel like, Obviously, as I spoke earlier about the one offer coming out, I just feel like a lot of people doubted me and were against, obviously, what I had in plan. So that was that was my main thing, that whole tweet. I just – I'm just ready to dominate and show everybody what I can do. And um, as far as my grandfather, I mean, I was really young when he passed away, so I didn't get a chance to really, really get to meet him. But from what I heard, I mean, he played – I know he played defensive tackle, and I know that, <laughs> at least from what I heard, that he was a pretty good football player. So I'm going to try to bring that legacy back and just continue the hard work that I'm doing. You know, Travis, you talk about the beginning of your legacy, and a lot of the complimentary reports I read about you in college is your willingness to play special teams. You know, that's a lot probably the way you're going to have to identify yourself immediately here in the NFL. So, I mean, you seem to be a guy that played him in college, and you obviously have to look forward to this opportunity here. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, special teams played a real big part of my college career, especially the first two years when I wasn't playing defensively much, and I'm really excited to basically start the whole process over again, you know, learn new stuff. Obviously, as I said earlier, more techniques. Um, just a whole new level of the game, so I'm real anxious for that, and it'll be—I'm sure it'll be a real, a real good adrenaline rush, rush running down on uh, kickoff. <laughs> well, Travis, I mean, and Jeff touched on you're from a, just a family of athletes. Your dad played basketball at Texas. Your mother ran track at North Texas. Your brother played basketball professionally, and and here you say, hey. I, you know, I didn't get any offers coming out. I really only had one offer. Were you just one of those late bloomers for you in terms of because your athleticism, it, it runs throughout your whole family is what it is. Were you just one of those late bloomers uh, when it when it comes to your maturity and your body developing? You know, I would honestly think so just because, I mean, I only came out of high school weighing about 200 to 205 pounds. So, you know, yeah. obviously the yeah. last four years I was able to put on – basically 60 pounds and I mean there's no other really (laughs) explanation for it my brother was obviously way bigger in high school and um he's obviously has about an inch or two on me and it was just a matter of me basically getting a late growth spurt and thankfully I did Travis Gibson here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, the Bears outside linebacker making that transition. You know, they kind of felt you played a bit out of position given your skill set, size, and your ability to bend the corner and and get on the edge of guys. Uh, So the Bears have a vision for you. They have a plan for you, and that's usually means a very good thing because if you don't have a plan for a draft pick, sometimes you get kind of tend to get lost in the shuffle a little bit. Um, Is that encouraging to you? And, And 
it really seems to bother you that you had that one scholarship because even in the fourth round comes your old teammate Reggie Robinson gets picked in the fourth round and I think that tweet came out in the fourth round at Travis Gibson on Twitter if you're interested in following Travis I can feel the chip on my shoulder growing so are you going to play with that chip the rest of your career Oh uh, man, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna play with that shit until it's time to hang the cleats up, man. And I mean, you know, I'm I'm respectful to everybody's opinions and stuff, but I just felt like um, opportunities were passing by, and obviously emotions can get flared. But I just know that the results of the chip that I had last time when I did get passed up in high school, it obviously propelled me to a spot that. I'm comfortable with, which is now giving myself an opportunity to play in the NFL. So the next goal left is try to get in the Hall of Fame, and that, that's the next that's the next destination. You know, Travis, everybody has a list of strengths and weaknesses under them, but I read a strength where it said reactive agility is your best strength. I think that's probably the highest compliment you can get nowadays as an end man on the line of scrimmage because of all the RPOs and the different type of pass rushes you're going to face. So is that a process of, of learning your position, or is it just becoming more familiar with the way college offenses are run today? Uh, it's really just becoming familiar with it, but obviously you have to have um, quick initial instincts. So um, I think it's really just, you know, knowing knowing the offense that you're going to be playing, that obviously – gives you a one-up in the game because then you get to know the tendencies that they have and, um, you know, what they'll run on third down, what they'll pass on third down, just little stuff like that. So really knowing the playbook and knowing your opponent obviously helps in that situation. Well, how is that part going for you then in this virtual world that we live in and how these the defenses, whether it's a base defense that the Bears are introducing – how is how is that install going for you in terms of grasping the terminology and everything that you're asked to do assignment wise? How's that going for you? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, coach Monacino, he's he's obviously my position coach and Coach Shuey, but you know they're great guys and they're making sure they're being patient with me. And then obviously Coach Pagano is helping me out a lot, so it's it's really exciting. And you know I'm really looking forward to everything. All right, Travis, we're going to let you go. Appreciate you taking some time out. I know you grew up, uh, well, you played high school football six miles from Von Miller's alma mater, but now you're with Khalil Mack, and that man knows how to force fumbles. And I know you got you had seven in your last two years, eight in your career. There's nothing like a guy screaming off the edge who goes for that ball and forces a fumble. So I think he's got a few tricks to show you as well, buddy. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. <laughs> Looking forward to meet you in uh, Havasaw one of these days. Uh, good luck in your uh, process here. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good day. All right. That's uh, the Bears' fifth-round pick, Travis Gibson. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, he'll be joined by Rashad Coward. He's got something unique going on this weekend. We'll tell you about it as we break it down. Bears on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller from SiriusXM NFL Radio, and Big Jim. Uh, uh, before we get to our next guest, uh, uh, i got to tell you, it's so interesting with all this dead time right now, and there's nobody really able to get to – no facilities are open. So, well, what's with the quarterback position getting all the attention? So, first of all, 
tomorrow Aaron Rodgers is speaking at 2 p.m. Okay? <laughs> you tell me about the scrutinization of every word and syllable in that one. That's tomorrow. You know all the national media are going to jump on that conference call. Uh, then today you get a rumor that, you know, the Browns or Seattle one time uh, a couple years ago almost allegedly traded Russell Wilson to Cleveland. Is this really the down period we're going to talk about stuff like this? <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about two-year-old news. Is that what we're doing? I mean, hey, Seattle gave him an extension for a reason when you look at Russell Wilson. So right. I'm with you. Let's let's focus on the season that's coming up above, from whether it's uh, the Bears draft picks, teams around the league, uh, divisional opponents, what they've done to improve, what you know, maybe areas uh, the Bears can use to a, to attack them. But yeah, it's just it's like Rumorville Central out there where people are just grasping at straws to to write things and come up with stories that realistically aren't even true. Yeah, I, I had to tee you up for that one because I'm sure you got your fill of it on SiriusXM NFL Radio. So just to have a little fun with a former quarterback yourself. All right, we're going to be joined <laughs> well, now by uh, Rashad Coward, our good pal and Bears offensive lineman, joining the program. Mr. Coward, how you doing tonight? Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, thanks to – for coming on late notice like that here on Bears All Access. You got something cool going on this weekend. Uh, a camp digitally. Now we're all uh, used to this now with uh, the way we're doing business nowadays. But uh, what did this? Uh, where did this idea come from for you to do this free 90-minute clinic uh, online for uh, social media outlets to really uh, jump on and uh, for fans and, and kids to basically have a camp with you online on Zoom? Uh, I got it from BAMFAM organization. They came with me with the idea because we usually run camps together in the summer. And he had a great idea about it. And I was like, okay, let's try it. And then before you know it, the camp was sold out. No kidding. How many How many uh, campers are you going to have? Uh, 200 campers. And then you got some off of social media unregistered. It's going to follow on uh, Instagram and Twitter feed. That's awesome. Now, these drills are football-focused, correct? So how, how are you going to work that? Because I know for your own self that when you made the transition from D-line to O-line, you constantly were working on your footwork and your technique in your living room, wherever. You had your girlfriend helping you out. So you're used to this kind of stuff. But this will be football drills, right? Yeah, football drills, correct. Hey, Rashad, congratulations on the success and the transition you made last year. I, I, it's really an impressive feat at this at the NFL level. But have you had to become more creative about the drills that you have to invent for yourself because you don't have a coach pointing the direction or a group of teammates to follow? Uh, Yeah, my coach sent me clips on drills to do on my free time. So after I finish working out, I'll go in my backyard or my garage and just work on it. He sent me, like, how to pass pro, his, the sets, the steps, and – how he wants us to run block this year. So he's been sending me clips and just, you know, keeping us active and focused. He said you must want it because it's really hard right now. You know, it's hard to have motivation when you're in the house all the time. Well, from that standpoint, Rashad, has it truly been for you just doing it over and over again where it becomes rope memory? Because uh, like Jeff said, I, I watched the video. I saw you just doing pass sets after pass sets in your, you know, in your living room, just working on your, your technique and it, it seems like it is. It has just really started to really come in place for you, and, and you've had a lot of positive success from that standpoint. Uh, yeah, doing it in the house. Just guys, like older guys would tell me, just stay relaxed and stay calm. Because O line, you can't be as aggressive as you are D line. Because say if you overdo it, you might get beat because you're being too aggressive. 
So they're like teaching me how to stay in rhythm and relax more and just trust your technique, which has been getting better with that. Hey, Rashad, you, you know, you have a, an important message that you can bring to the all the people that are going to participate in your camp because I, I think what you've gone through, you know, I keep bringing it up because as a former offensive lineman, I know the difficulty of it. So going into this season, are, are you one person or are you still an offensive lineman from the right-hand side of the line? So are, are, what a question is, are you coming in as a guard or are you coming in as a multidimensional player? I can play all positions right now other than center because, you know, I can't make – I don't know all the calls yet, but I played center in high school. But I, I can play both sides. But right now my main focus is right guard, as my coach asked me to focus on. So I've been working on my guard sets more often than my tackle sets. Rashad Coward, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Bears All Access with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak. Rashad, kind enough to join us. He's got a free camp coming up this uh, Saturday, a 90-minute free fitness clinic, uh, five football-centered drills at home in a 15-by-15-foot space. Uh, you're going to have drill equipment cones instead of uh, household items for those who don't have the proper drill equipment. Uh, kids are getting camp shirts, masks, and it is sold out, but – you're going to answer questions after the fitness session, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of questions about how you got to where you were. And when you talk to young people, because there's going to be young people, no doubt, um, what do you tell them? What do you tell them about yourself and your journey and how you got from where you were to where you are right now and what you're competing for? I just like, I'll tell them just, you know, having discipline, having a routine, and just being consistent with what they want to do. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. And like I can tell them that is the truth. You know, just keep working at it. It's going to happen. And you got to trust whatever you're learning, whoever's coaching, you got to trust them enough to trust their technique and know they're going to put you in the right position. Well, Rashad, everybody talks about things happening quicker inside at guard. Do you do you know anything, anything different than what you've experienced? Granted, you've had the transition from D-line to O-line, but you know, normally tackles that move from outside to inside always talk about things happen faster inside at the guard position. Did you experience that at all in in your ten starts yeah. last year? Like, what what changed for you? Uh, the the speeds I uh, Kyle Long taught me. You know, it's a it's a fight in a phone booth, and less is more when it comes to footwork. Less is more, and it's a fight in the phone booth. As in, you're gonna have to be really quick with your hands and the first person to get their hands on each other is going to end up being the winner of the lap. That's what he taught me. Mm. Hey, Rashad, it's, it's kind of fun. And again, talking about your camp that you're going to have. So is, is this something that, you know, the kids are going to be, are they going to be fatigued from the effort that you're going to put them through? Is it going to be something that it's going to be a judgment of their own work ethic throughout the, this camp that you're going to have? Because listen, I, I'm really impressed that you're, you're doing it. And I think it's going to really, you know, benefit these kids, but what is the tone that you want these kids to set for themselves? Um, you know, to be watch themselves, or do you want to get them to, you know, have some breathing about it? Uh, no, like push themselves. No, I just want them to stay active and have fun too, and understand those that you know you got to push yourself. It's not everything's not going to be easy or handed to you. And I feel like this camp will make them understand that, like it takes hard work and you got to be consistent in what you do.
Because, you know, one day is not going to make a difference. You just got to make it a habit to do it every day. Like, you know, we're in the house, what, every all day now. You know, you need to find yourself a routine and get yourself in the habit of pushing yourself, even though it's hard, because it's really no motivation right now because we don't know what's going to happen. Rashad Coward, our guest, uh, our remaining moments with the Bears offensive lineman. Uh, so you're virtual learning right now. How, how are you liking that, and how, how is it going for you? Every player is probably a little bit different. And then, you know, you pop on Twitter or you, you pop on any of the social media, and you're seeing players trying to be creative with their workouts. I mean, right down to pushing cars and trucks and pulling cars and trucks and doing whatever. Some guys just spent a lot of money before uh, the virus really deepened in our country and put full gyms in their garage. Uh, what what exactly are you doing to get ready physically? Because that's a big part of uh, the offensive linemen and the guys in the trenches process and how you adapt into the uh, the learning style right now. Right now, so Zoom is pretty cool. You know, we begin to know each other more. You know, guys, are, uh, we're pretty much learning about ourselves, like personal stuff now and not just football stuff. And I think it's pretty cool. We learning each other's past and just getting to know each other, making us, I guess, our bond stronger. So I, I like that. It's really cool. And I feel like the the classroom and the classes like we've been doing is like making it interesting. We're talking to each other more. We're trying to understand plays. You can sit there and go through film and understand like, okay, this is what you got to do. And then he'll replay the play over and over again to let you know, okay. This is what he wants. It's not what he wants. And we have enough time to do so without, you know, getting up and going to the bathroom. You can bring your iPad with you, just put your mic on mute. But we've been really focused on just learning our new plays and learning, like, you know, learning the technique our new coach wants us to learn. And working out, I got a gym in the, in the garage right now. And I just put down some turf in the garage where I could just work on my kick slide and kick step. Well, let me ask you this, Rashad. Last question for me. We appreciate your time. Has it been hard to find your routine this off season? You know, here you mentioned routine earlier and, and getting, you know, everything, creatures of habit and all those type, type of things and making good habits. Have you been able to find a good re- routine for yourself, even though it's different here in this off season, how you got to prepare? Uh, it, I, I still do the same things. I get up 530 in the morning to – Get my day started, like go work out, get up 5.30, go work out. Uh, if you got meetings at 10, I have time at 10. And then uh, what else I do? I watch film for like an hour, then I work on my uh, my drills. Just something so simple, just having my routine and just like I've been doing better, like my diet. I feel like this is the best shape I've been in like this time of year than ever because it is, you know, not eating bad. We got to cook all the food now. So it's been really I've really been benefiting from it, honestly. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People who get it, learn more at CDW.com. Uh, last question from all of us, Rashad, and, and thank you for jumping on. And uh, We hope you have uh, great success with your, your camp online on Saturday. Uh, overall, what, what's been the feeling you have now with a new offensive line coach? Because, you know, last year you got thrown in there and uh, managed to start a bunch of games and learn after being on the defensive side of the ball. Now you got a brand-new um, coach that, you know, may have different style and, and, and what he's asking you to do? He, he just uh, he just wants us to work uh, technique and just have energy and, to, and be together. Like, you know, he, he comes with energy. He wants you to be excited. He wants you to have a good time. He wants you to take care of your family. Those are his key things. He said, 
I want to put you in the best position where you can feed your family. You ain't got to worry. He just wants you to be great. And I think he said negative reinforcement is not going to help you get better. He wants you He wants you to be comfortable and play hard for him, which, which I like what he's doing so far. So I can't complain at all. Well, it should be a fun uh, fun ride for everybody. Lots of great competition, and we wish you luck throughout the off season. And uh, looking forward to getting back up to Hallis Hall. Hope everybody's safe in your family, and good luck with your camp this weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Rashad. Rashad Coward, offensive lineman for the Bears. As we get uh, you set for a little surprise coming up here. at the, I found out, Jim Miller, a story that just knocked my socks off. I don't know if you're aware of it, but we're going to tell everybody about it together. So we'll have a good chuckle at Tom Thayer's uh, experience, right. Big Tom. I mean, <laughs> Thanks, I hope everybody. you, I, you know, I hope that you find uh, some humor in this because I laughed really hard today. <laughs> coming up at 645, Frank Komet. The former Chicago Bear and the dad of Cole Komet with a Tom Thayer tie-in that is just too much. I I made this happen today just for you, Big Tom. This is Bears All Access brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Tide is offering free laundry services to the families of Chicagoland frontline responders until the end of May. Visit hope.tidecleaners.com to find a location nearest you. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller just heard from Rashad Coward. Uh, as he, you know, gets ready to, to have the competition of his life, fellas, because um, a starter last year, raw, given his defensive line experience, but, you know, thrown in there. And I, and I thought, you know, for, for that kind of situation with not a lot of prep time, he's, remember now, he started as a tackle, learning the tackle position, got shoved inside. And, and Tom and Jim, uh, I thought he had some really good moments in there. But now there's a bunch of competition. Uh, Jermaine Effetti brought in. You got Alex Bars. You got other players that are going to be in the mix here to try and get that offensive line squared away. You know, I think one thing about Rashad Coward that he can develop the most, he has the willingness to be the most physical of the offensive linemen. And I think if he can be uh, understand the position to do things well and full speed, I think he can bring that element of a physical style of play to the Bears' offensive line. And I think that's going to be one of the judgments that Juan Castillo is going to put every one of these offensive linemen through. So I think it's an asset that can really help Rashad in the future. Yeah, it's credit to him. He's, he's worked hard. He's a very good athlete. And we'll see where it goes from there. That's Jim Miller as he uh, has to be on the phone today. So again, a little feedback right now that's probably messing you up a little bit. Uh, while we sort that out a little bit before we uh, be joined by Frank Komet, got to play some sound. This was from a week ago in advance of the 2010 game at Minnesota, University of Minnesota, when Devin Hester set the NFL record for return touchdowns as a Bear. We got to talking a little bit. I said, hey, how, how would you prepare in today's environment, virtual learning, and not having the ability to be in the weight room to get ready for your season? His, his answer was quite revealing. It's tough, you know, because for me, I, I go to the gym about four days out of the week. Um, just to stay in shape, but it's it's harder to do it at home than to for me. It's more of a for a guy to for me as a male. I, that's my way of getting out. You know, having my free time. I go there from about nine to about eleven thirty. So that's my free time to get out and do what I want to do before the kids and the wife put me to work. So as an athlete, you know, when you don't have that facility to go to. When you're around your peers and you're around your teammates, 
Are you around your trainers and you doing you're not training by yourself, but it's a group of you, it's about twelve, fifteen of you guys and you're all competing against each other, making each other better. That's what they're lacking right now because when I played football, it was it was still hard for me to push myself when I'm in there doing it by myself. <clears throat> it was always hard for me to push my now if I see some guys in there that play on other teams, you know, because I went to facilities where I trained where it was not just Chicago Bears, but it was guys from Kansas City, Minnesota, you know, all over the league. It was about 15, 20 of us. So I always competed against those guys and made sure those guys know that, hey, I see why he's so great. You know, he, he when we do the running drills, he outruns us. When we in the weight room, he outlifts us. You know what I mean? So I, in my mind, I always wanted to, I was always a low-key competitor. Like I always compete against the guys around me. So that I, I was told on that I'm better than you in this jail. So you already know what time it is when we step on the field. Well, that's missing a little bit right now, guys. Well, you know the thing about it, Jeff, is listen. If you're going to try to uh, perform in the weight room for as a professional athlete does, then you need spotters there because the one thing you're, you're going to have to do is you're going to have to push yourself in every lift to failure, and then you're going to need that per- person that's going to take you out of that position of failure and help you make those gains that you have to make throughout a career. All right, Jim Miller, we have a special guest on the line now. God, I found this story out today. Uh, I didn't read it originally. Somebody told me about the story. And the story was done by Larry Mayer, the senior writer for Bears.com, and does some great work. And he told the story. He interviewed Frank Komet, the dad of Cole Komet, the Bears' second-round pick. And the tight end, and Frank's joining us on the line right now. Good evening, Frank, the former Chicago Bear, my fellow Hersey Husky. Good to talk to you. Thanks for the late notice. This is a story I just could not resist. Well, How you doing, first of all? You and call me a special guest. I really appreciate that. You are a special guest because <laughs> here's the story. Here's the story, Jim and Tom. So <clears throat> back in 93, Frank was on the Bears practice squad, returned to the team for the offseason and training camp in 94 and 95. And, but in 93 – Tom Thayer is released by the Bears, much to his dismay. He goes down to Miami with Dan Marino. But the next day, Frank is switched from defensive line to offensive line. And then what happens is that Jim Harbaugh is the quarterback, Jim and Frank and Tom, and he gives the entire offensive line Rolex watches. Just a little thank you. And he gives one to Frank. And, Frank, you are so so nice about it you, you didn't want it but essentially what we're saying here is you took tom thayer's rolex didn't you right. well first of all i did want it i was just trying to be nice about the situation but uh no it was i'm sure it was set out for tom and uh, unfortunately he got uh, cut the day before uh they brought me in there i sat down and within you know the day um harbaugh came in with a bunch of uh boxes that were i actually I think they were unwrapped and uh, I didn't really know what it was, and I started opening mine up and realized what it was, and I was shocked, and I couldn't believe it. Everybody was excited about getting the watch, but I was really like, you know, I don't even deserve this. Um, but then, you know, Jim was really gracious, came in and uh, talked to me and said, no, I want you to keep it, enjoy it, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I told you, uh, Tom Thayer calls me up the next day saying that was his watch. honestly it's one of the greatest nfl stories of all time and you know what frank tom is only too happy to tell he's one degree of separation from any nfl player in the last four and i'll tell you he's never told this story 
And so I had to read about it. So I call him up. I go, did this happen? So, Tom, take it the rest of the way. No, Frank, I'm glad you have it. I really am. Um, I, well, this is why I remember. <laughs> I was so, so insincere. I, no, I am, I am sincere because the funny thing about it is, is when I went down to Miami, I'm down there practicing, and I still keep in contact with the guys on the O-line. Horn was still there. Jerry Fontenot was there. And so, and so I think right after the meeting, they both called me and told me what happened. And they're both bragging about their new Rolex watches. And I'm going, well, hey, there's got to be one coming my way at some time. <laughs> you don't just get booted and then say, hey, see you later, next up. But, hey, you know what? I'm I'm happy for I'm happy for Frank. I'm still, I, I've never gotten a gift from an offensive player that I've been on a team with other than Maury Buford, our punter, giving me a really nice hand-carved um, pocket knife that you wore uh, after the Super Bowl for, for snapping punts to him in practice. Are you kidding me? Oh, Frank, is that a beauty? Well, Jim, have you heard well, anything like that in your life? Yeah, it's unbelievable. But I just want to know this, Frank. Is this true about the story as well? Tom Thayer's name is engraved on the underside of the watch. Is that true? <laughs> no, no. It, it was just his number. That was it. <laughs> Frank, please tell me you have that watch to this day. You know, I still have the watch, but there's more to the story with the watch. Uh-oh. Please do tell. And it goes with, um, all right, so that watch comes in, obviously, and everybody finds out about it, and everybody's, you know, checking out the watches. And I got to tell you, the most angered guy out of the bunch was Tom Waddle. <laughs> he was shocked he didn't get a watch for all the work he put in and all the hits he took. And I remember, and the way he paid me back was, I remember I had to take out the offensive line to Bob Chins for dinner. The entire offensive line, I had no money. And I remember the bill was like 3500 bucks or something like that. Oh, my. And uh, I'm going to pay, and then they take my uh, credit card, and they take the receipt back and say, I'm sorry, we're going to add this on. Somebody else came in to take a, uh order. And I couldn't – I was like – you know, everybody left. So I was trying to figure out who it was. So as I was leaving, I see Waddle signing an autograph, but with a – with a uh, to-go box. So obviously he came in, ordered his food, and put it on my bill. Nice. They, you know, they really take advantage of the little guy, don't they? Hey, uh, real quick before we let you go, uh, Cole and the family and being a homegrown talent to play for the Chicago Bears, he cried, he told me today, he cried at the Super Bowl in 06 and, uh, yeah. when, when the Bears lost. I mean, unbelievably lucky and fortunate for it to fall the way it is, and how proud are you right now? You know, this has been really special. I'll be honest, uh, as the draft was unfolding, even you know, you know, even prior, we really, uh, my wife and I really put this out of our heads because we just couldn't believe this would ever happen. So we were kind of getting tied to different places that we're hearing that he might go and stuff and really putting the Bears on the back burner because we just thought it was too good to be true to ever happen like that. And we didn't want to get our hopes up and all that stuff. But when the, actually when the draft started unfolding and when the call started coming in, we actually thought he was going to be going to the Jaguars. And um, Coach Nagy's face popped up on the phone while the uh, Jaguars pick was coming in. So we thought for sure that uh, he was going there. But then when we saw it was uh, Coach Nagy, we were thrilled. So it's really been such um, a blessing in so many ways. For him to be back around here, um, obviously the Notre Dame connection, uh, just the whole thing has been absolutely great. I mean, uh, Tom can talk about, obviously, the idea of going from uh, Julia Catholic to Notre Dame to Chicago Bears. It's it's 
rare and it's special. So I, I'm really just uh, blessed as a dad to have that happen to my son. Frank, I think a lot about my dad and my mom when I hear the reaction of your wife in the background of Cole's call and it was really emotional for me and I'm, I'm really happy for both you guys as parents to enjoy his success well i appreciate that a lot tom it means a lot all right frank we'll see you around all right thanks for joining hey, us real, real yeah. quick i just got a shout out to my friend eric dorshing who's a huge bears fan i just want to say that okay a mission accomplished we'll be talking you. down the road <laughs> That is Frank Komet, the former Chicago Bear, former Purdue Boilermaker, and Hersey High School standout. We have a break, and we'll be right back on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. In response to recent world events, Hyundai is taking steps to protect you and your family. Hyundai Assurance is back. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. We're out of time, fellas. Quick thought, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. Uh, I'm really impressed with talking to Rashad Coward. The more I talk to him, the more mature he gets, and I hope he becomes a player, we hope. Jim? Jim, and I just I just think it's encouraging to hear just how excited the players are and how they're preparing. It's a it's a different time, but you're going and getting their work done that they need to get done. It's going to be interesting to see how in shape players come back once training camp and everything opens up, and coaches are actually able to get their hands on these players to get them going. All right, fellas, we'll talk to you next Thursday for Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, also Frank Komet and Rashad Coward, along with Travis Gibson. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. This has been Bears All Access brought to you by IEGS Energy. I'm Jeff Joniak. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGSN and sponsored by Miller Lite.